for the third session, we'd like to invite our Brunei technopreneurs, Mr. Kiran Janin of Mi60 and Mr. Simon Su, the director of Mint, with their topic from idea to enterprise. What does it take? Please. <laughs> We'd also like to invite the moderator for this session, Mr. Tom. Yeah, he, he would be good on stage as well, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, we are in the third session, which is from ideas to enterprise. What does it take? It's actually um, more towards getting startup, starting from your ideas, from the scratch, and then move it into a bigger role where you can maybe monetize it or change the world. And here we have Mr. Kiran and Mrs. Simon. And before that, um, how about a little introduction? First of all, from Kiran. Okay, good morning, everybody. I'm Kieran. I'm the founder of a company called Me60, and what we're doing is that we're building something called geo-social applications. I'll, I'll sort of give you a little bit of my story about how I got into business and sort of the, the challenges faced, and I'll go over a couple of minutes. So how I started, I'm a computer science graduate. I got my first job at B-Mobile, where I was one of the mobile engineers there. And while I was working there, I came up with this idea. Thought, wow, well, there's a lot of people here downloading their, their wallpapers, ringtones, and whatnot. And I thought, well, since I'm engineering this thing, I know that people are paying money for this, and I know that I could build the thing which, which makes these and sells them online. So I thought, okay, what do I do? And there was a lot of people that, and one of my ex-colleagues is actually in the room right now. We were talking about this for a while, and everybody said, no, nah, we can't do it. Why should we? We've got our job. And I thought, you know... Forget it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit my job. So that's what I did. After three months, I quit my job. I then locked myself into my room with a couple of my, ex uh, my ex-schoolmates, and we built this system and connected it to the mobile phone networks, and we just did it. And after that, it was a success. And after a couple of years, what we did is that we ended up selling that company and moving on to bigger and better things. Since then, we've been building certain applications. One of them was on Facebook, which was trying to sell high-resolution photographs to the public. You know, on Facebook, you upload your photographs, and they're in you know, low resolution, but you might tag a load of people. Somebody might upload a photograph of you, and you look great in it, and you'd like to print it. We thought, hey, yeah, people are going to pay money for that. So we spent an entire year building a great big system, put it onto Facebook, and about two months later, Facebook came up with the same thing, and they did it for free. Mm, yeah. That wasn't, you know the best thing for business. So we, we closed that down, and then we moved on to this, this latest thing, which is called Me60. And that is really tightly integrated with the social network experience. In a nutshell, what we do is we connect to every social network. We index where things are made. So if you're on Twitter, you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram, you upload a, a piece of content with your mobile phone, it gets geotagged, and we index where it is. So we're like the Google for anything that's geotagged. Then use our application... And wherever you are, we'll tell you where all, what your friends have done here. So if maybe one of your friends was here, had dinner two years ago, and tweeted a photograph of his steak dinner, we'll show you that. And we'll also give you the means to go and ask him, hey, how was the steak dinner? I might order it myself too. And that's something that we're going to be releasing in about 
in about a month's time. It's called Me 60. Definitely all of you guys download it if you've got an iPad or an iPhone. That's my, my free plug. All right. So how do we integrate that with social media? Well, since we're integrating with the social networks in our experience, we realize that social media is an excellent channel for launching a product or getting your product and your brand very well known. I mean, if some of you were around yesterday for the, the forum that was on at the Empire, one of the speeches was talking about how, was it Old Spice, how they used YouTube and how they used Twitter and all those different social media channels to take out one of these small campaigns, and it went viral. And that turned, it was one video campaign which then snowballed and turned into over 1.8 billion impressions and doubled their sales. That's, that's something which social media can do. That's something only social media can do. Previously, if there was no Twitter, there was no Facebook or YouTube, if you had a normal TV advert and it was really, really funny, the only people you could tell about, you know, you could tell it to and laugh, it, laugh about it with were the people in the room with you. Or a couple of your friends that you had coffee with later said, have you seen that Old Spice advert? You're not going to be able to post it to your, to your wall. You're not going to be able to blog about it. Now, if you have a brand or if you have an idea and you want to launch it and you haven't got a huge marketing budget, this is something that you can do. And this is something that we're doing. So one of the approaches that we have is we've already, before our launch, we've found every single blogger in the world that has any kind of interest in what we're doing. And we've counted how many people read their individual blogs. And, you know, you look at, we have maybe 200 different bloggers which are on our primary list. And we have another 500 bloggers which are on our secondary list. And then we have a, a, a tertiary list where it's not even people that are interested in social media. They might be interested in travel and knitting. But then we have a plan saying, okay, how can we spin a story and make them interested in our product? So we have all these hundred different permutations of our story. And on the day of our launch, what we'll do is that we're going to personally in, you know, email every single one of them and make them feel like they were involved. They become a stakeholder in what we do. And that's one thing that we notice when things go viral. The people that are sharing your product or sharing your idea, they feel like they've got an emotional holding in what you're doing. They're a stakeholder in what you do as well, even though they're not, they're not related in, in any bit. And when you can sort of leverage on that then that is a, another way that you, know, that you can use social media to your advantage. I guess later on we'll open up and you can ask a few more questions about that and I'll let, let Simon sort of explain his story. <laughs> hi. Um, hi. My name is Simon. Um, I'm the founder of uh, Rumbian Nations about 12 years ago. And um, previously, I would say I would only have about one and a half years of uh, working experience in, in the private sectors. And um, I am an artist myself. I consider myself, okay? And uh, I like designing and drawing things. Uh, the, the reason why I, I decided to quit my job after just about one and a half years of working experience to go on to doing my own business is because um, that is the time during the, the internet boom time, the, the internet bubble time. And um, I'm not sure, for probably some of you would have uh, realized that, that it was that the, during the 2000 eras when the, the Boo Directs, the Boo Cars, everyone is like this, coming up with lots of dot-coms and all that. And um, I, I spotted an opportunity there where companies is using internet at that time, without social media, of course, um, to advertise their, their companies um, through the online media. And... Um, uh, I teamed up with one of uh, um, my neighbors, actually, who was just living next to me. 
and it was uh, one of those techno techno people who who can sit in front of computers uh, 24 hours and with a pizza on on the top. So uh, proposed him the ideas and uh, he liked it. So we start selling and um, and for the past 10 years it was um, uh, quite a success in that sense, um, making ourselves uh, one of the largest uh, web development companies uh, in Brunei uh, during 2010 at least. Okay. And uh, so that was uh, that was that was just pure um, opportunity knocks, and uh, I just answered it on, on the spot, and, and that's it. Um, so uh, one in, in in relative to what I was talking about today, on in terms of social media, uh, one of the biggest question in terms of web development industry in that time is everyone's asking how can I get my website to be view or, or to be heard by more people. A lot of people have the misconception um, 10, 15 years ago is that if I, if I spend like $5,000 on the website, I expect everyone to know that. The internet is booming. There are millions of people on the internet, billions of people. I spend $5,000. Everyone should have seen my website. They have to come to my website. But how come there's not, no traffic and no, nothing? So at, at that age, uh, at that time, a lot of people is actually taking the internet for granted in the sense that um, business is taking off uh, on, with technologies, but a lot of business still needs um, the human uh, intervention in there to to make things work. Like you still you build a house, a fancy house on the roadside, you still have to tell people your address, or where where to find your house, what what's so special about your house to to be listed on directories that people would, would care to even search you on the inter- internet for that. Um, and that does. Is a challenge. Uh, it's, it's, it's tough convincing people um, that you actually need to to allocate a, a certain budgets on a, a marketing funds uh, and to, to carry your website to, to reach its full potential. And and that comes a time when um, blogging start taking off at uh, about nineteen no uh, what was that about two thousand five six oh no two thousand six and seven like that. Uh, blogging um, started to introduce, and a lot more people are starting to do bloggings, and it's free. Uh, I and uh, the the tricky part is um, blogging expand so uh, dramatically in the sense that it was so easy to use. Um, anyone can actually register themselves and start putting pictures, um, co- uh, editing tags, and and that's actually fantastic. And um, so the the business actually uh, encounter a. a uh, challenge at that time, whereby the um, the new technologies evolved and uh, new penetrations uh, channels is is starting to to shaping. Um, people would rather, uh, I mean, people would still spend money on building website, but they found that to the website needs to be updated to to get attractions, and uh, they found that using uh, technologies like um, bloggings can actually be more helpful to them because I can. Um, update my blogs much easier than update my site because most of the time that we charge them for, for updating as well. So um, then the, the, the challenge even went further uh, when, um, tweet, uh, no, when Facebook starts to come in and all that. So, um, so to that point in time, I know that um, the, the internet world is changing to a, the whole new dimensions already. Uh, even though when the time when I sold my company at uh, 2010 at that time, um, what was that? Uh, yeah, 
the, there, there is still a uh, perception that people would say, um, Facebook, maybe not, uh, you know, it's not that corporate enough and all that. But uh, as everyone can see, it's, it, now to do a business, you need a web, uh, you need an email account, you need a website, and preferably have all the social networks to be contact, uh, connected to you. And in that two years of absence uh, from my own company, I actually joined Infindo, uh, one of uh, Brunei's very successful technologies company. And uh, my role there is to take care of uh, the uh, business developments and uh, new products, uh, ideas generation and all that thing. And um, with no surprise, um, the, the social media networks actually is the next big thing. And we spend a lot of monies and uh, times uh, researching into that thing. And, and uh, like what Kieran is doing is, is basically tapping into that uh, exact angle. So um, so I, I have fun and I learned a lot of things in Findo. And I saw another opportunity that, uh, that is coming. So I, and I'm going to, I just moved, I just quit in Findo, in fact, about 14 days ago. And uh, I'm going to move into something new and interesting and hopefully big as well. Uh, and yeah, that, that's basically in short what my story is. And um, I'll pass it back to the moderator. Okay, that was a nice story. And I just kind of help to look at this pigeonhole app, which is, um, I'm actually first time holding this iPad. Um, yeah, there's one very interesting question here, which reminds me when I come here and uh, go into my room or uh, turn on the TV and then, okay, social network. So basically, some other guys have this idea and then want to develop it. So they're trying to find some other partners to develop and make it big. And then the question here, if I have an idea for an app, would it be good for me to find a partner to develop, to develop it or sell the ideas to get royalties? I think, Kiran? <laughs> okay. Well, first thing is, um, if you've got a really great idea, no one's going to bite off you. You know, they're going to steal it from you. I mean, I, I, if you came up to me and said, hey, Kieran, I've got this great idea, it's going to be this wonderful furniture tourism company, and you, t you tell me your whole thing, I'm thinking, that's... If I thought it was great, I'd say, oh, well, it needs work. Uh, I'll get back to you in a few months' time, and then you'll find that I've opened up that business. What I would suggest, though, is don't even think about trying to do it on your own either. I mean, statistics were against you if you do it on your own. Companies which are started by co-founders are... I don't know the percentage, but I know it's a factor of, you know, by a factor, more likely to be successful than sole founders. It's not to say that, you know, sole founders aren't successful. It's just that when you have perspective from, from different areas, especially if, you're, if you've got one's an engineer, one's a numbers person, one's a business person, a people's person, you've got a much better chance. Three co-founders is normally the best, because if you have too many, you, you know, too many chefs spoil the, spoil the broth. Too few, well, you might not even cook anything to begin with. But for the, the question of should you sell the idea for royalties to begin with, probably not. If you don't have any co-founders, you could develop that idea to some kind of prototype. You could then you know, cover that IP and then sell that IP on later. But you need to actually create some value behind the ideas. Because the idea phase, it's, it's really it's just an idea. And there's probably you know, two dozen people around the world which have the exact same thing. The only difference between you and those two dozen other people is that you have what it takes to execute it. <laughs>
and that's what's the most important thing. Yeah. Okay, um, one more thing. In starting uh, an idea, to develop an idea, there must be uh, challenges along the way. So how do you guys deal with those challenges that keep on coming and, I mean, beat the challenges and to move on and be strong with it? Simon? Um, I, I think it, 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 um, it um, hold on, sorry. Okay, I, th I think it's all in you and how determined is that you want to achieve your dreams. Okay. Um, like uh, there's there's this story that I heard yesterday, which I think is quite in interesting. Like a, a bunch of frogs drop into a, a pothole, a, a deep hole, and um, it's it's very it's it's a very deep pot, uh, a deep hole, and um, all the frogs is trying to jump themselves up into uh, to reach up of of the well, of that hole, and um, everyone after after half a day of trying, half of the frogs are given up. Is that? Wow, this is like ridiculous. It's impossible. I think we're gonna all, all gonna die here, and then uh, and then another half of they gone, uh, to, uh, and most of the frog has already like giving up tires and all that thing, and uh, at the end of the day, at that midnight, uh, one of the frog managed to get out, and the rest of it was like stunned. It's like wow, what, how, what determination have you got to like um, to get yourself up there? Then then the frog was like looking at them, what? Uh, Sorry, I can't hear you because the frog is deaf. Because along the way, um, there are always people who are trying to like discourage you, saying um, things like that. And, and challenges in business is, is always there, regardless what business you're, you're in. Uh, it's, it's always for us to like um, see what's going on, adapt to it, uh, listen um, to what you wanted to listen to, and um, make your own decision at the end of the day. Um, but uh, determinations and um, realizing your dreams is important um, because that's the one that is going to keep you going. I'm not sure if I answered the right question. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, how about Kieran? I mean, the internet is uh, the speed of development is quite fast and very fast. How do you catch up with it? The the internet speed is the, no, not the speed, but the speed of development, technology, the technologies, the advancement of all things. No, I mean, the sign of anybody who's successful in whatever they do, be it internet or any type of business, are the, one, uh, the winners are types, uh, type of people that see a challenge and they figure out a solution of how to overcome it. It's normally, like, it's either blind faith, it's also being as stubborn as an ox, you know, or as a mule. You, you just got to be able to have that passion inside you and you don't think of, oh, these are the challenges that get in the way. You have to focus, you focus on the end game, you focus on the goal. And when you focus on the goal, everything that comes in between you and the goal are just things that you, you know, things that you are going to get get past. Mm. Don't think of them as roadblocks. You think of them as just twigs, <laughs> and they're getting in the way. And if you have that kind of attitude, you've got that sort of stubborn winning attitude, then that, that it's those kind of people that are generally successful. Mm. Okay, cool. So, okay, look at the pigeonhole again. So the most vote. The question would be, why do you keep on selling off the companies you set up rather than build and expand it? Um, I, Kiran, I think it's on you again. 
well. <laughs> well, it's, it's, I mean, it, you have to understand your, your strengths and your weaknesses. Selling off a company is not for everyone. Some people make very good CEOs and they're very good people, uh, people managers and they can manage companies of 800 to 1,000 people. Um, I was never very good in the, the corporate world. I probably would make quite a bad CEO of a company with 20,000 people. It's just, it's just not in me. Where I gain my, my passion, where I, what I like to do is creating ideas and knowing that, hey, I've got something in my head and I could jot it down on a piece of paper and I can take a few people, maybe a, a team of 10, and turn that into something that's real. And not only that, turn it into something which somebody else is willing to pay money for. And when you do that, you get, I get a lot of pleasure out of saying, well, I've taken nothing and I've created something from it. Once it gets to that point where you've reached, uh, you're generating revenue and it's day-to-day operations, that's where I personally lose my drive because that's not what I'm interested in. Because I'm always thinking, oh, I could do something else, I want to do this. So the best way of doing it is, well, of course, sell it. Because when you sell it, somebody's, you've got lots of money to try the next idea. And the, you can try, instead of doing one idea, you can try ten. And I'm doing what I enjoy ten times over. And it's, you know, if I can make a career out of that, I'm very, very happy. It's something which I think a lot of entrepreneurs do. Anybody who's got an idea and they want to start a business, that probably, you know, that's something I would recommend. Start your first venture, get some experience. If you have somebody that's willing to acquire you and give you that capital for your next big idea, go ahead and do it. Because your first idea is not going to be your last idea and it's probably not going to be your best idea because you've got a lot of experience to come. Hmm. Okay. And the next thing would be any question from the audience? Okay. Which one? I've got it. I've got an answer for that. <laughs> the answer is not. Well, this is like, this is a sort of addiction. The answer is not going to be Facebook being the one and only place where everybody goes and does everything like they want. What you find right now, I don't know if you're experiencing the same thing as me, is that I go to Facebook less frequently because when I go there, there is just too much going on. It's like going to the mall on a Saturday, just after government payday, it's bonus time, and it's just, oh, I, I really don't want to do this. I don't want to even queue up. I don't want to wait for everything. I'm going to miss things. So you find that people are starting to join Instagram because of the fact that there's photos there, and it's very simple. But you'll share your Instagram onto your Facebook wall. Some people are going to music sites. Some people are going to, for your text-based updates, you go to Twitter. And that's something that's called the diaspora, where people are splitting away from Facebook, but they still keep that connection. So that my prediction, the next big thing is going to be some kind of wave of lots of different microsites that focus on a very small type of media and allow you to segregate that. Now, if you're looking at making money from it, then if you can understand that Facebook is that, that major hub where everybody connects all their contacts, if you, are, if you allow people to separate that and how to manage this diaspora and still put things together, tie it all together then that's one way. Or if you are a content provider, you are able to pick out which are going to be the next big site. So I'd say, you know, Instagram, that's very, very big for photographs, and they're going to grow into, into a, a huge company. Look at the early companies that joined Twitter, 
and see how they've monetized that. If you can repeat that model through to Instagram and through to the other sites which are very similar, that could be a way that you could make a lot of money on it. Hmm. Me 60. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Sam? Uh, I, I think I know where you're going. <laughs> basically, are you trying to say that uh, like Me 60 is the one that, that's basically going to put everything together and, and that's, that's going to be a, a cool thing for the next big thing. Well, personally, I think, I think the Me 60 application has the capability of doing just that. But uh, if you ask me where might the money goes to, um, I would personally put my bets on the advertising agents. The, it's still going to be in the advertising uh, mark, uh, world up there. Um, yes, I, I don't have the statistic with me, but uh, yesterday one of the speakers, um, Anne, from uh, one of the advertising companies, yeah, the U.S. company, uh, they're, they're sharing, sharing with us that the, the amount of revenue that uh, people's advertising is shifting from uh, print media, or basically on, offline media, into the online media is uh, moving at uh, quite a, a, a dramatic rate. Um, last time, if, if they can even get 0.5 to 1% of their the overall marketing budgets for that year to move on to uh, online media, it's, it's, a big, it's a big success. But everyone knows that it's, it's not everything yet. Um, uh, the latest statistic we are already looking at uh, a, a majority shift from one percent to five, uh, six percent, uh, which is dominating a lot of uh, uh, and is, is still showing a big growth in in that area. And what we what these agencies do is uh, beyond what just what Facebook people is is doing. I mean, you can always build your own Facebook account on top of your your own brands and all that thing, but. Uh, to strategically move a, a business into another area, uh, there, there are a lot of um, uh, brick and mortar signs behind advertising, which um, the social media is just a channel to, to amplify the whole effects 1,000 times, basically. So um, getting, uh, as the social media getting more and more mature, um, the marketing people would, would be a lot more focused and uh, a lot more aware of how to strategize to uh, to make things work for the client, uh, just like the the shampoo thing. What was the name again? Old spice. Uh, the old, yeah, old spice thing. It was a a, a very good case study already, and uh, is it, it's it's obvious that so, uh, social network um, through proper managing is going to bring you to a new level. So I think that 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 would be part of the where the money is going. Okay, um, am I a speaker now here? Okay, um, <laughs> Rita, when you said about what's the next big thing in social media, I'm, I remember back when me and Daniel having, is having a conversation. So I'm kind of like conveying his message to me. You see, we may not know what's the next big thing after Facebook, the next big thing after Twitter. There's uh, an application like Twitter called Hilo, but I don't know where it stands now. And then he said, we may never know, but we can do something that unites all, in all people in one type of community, all the Bruneians, Sarawakians, Sabahan, and Kalimantan, and that it what is what BonaireColors.com is going to do. It may not be a perfect uh, community portal, uh, but we are trying to be the best in Bono and trying to shape up a good product and services for Borneo to shine out through the world and let us see. Hello, Borneo is something also. Borneo 
is an awesome place and we will uh, um, lift up the name and the world we see us as uh, the main competitor to the other world. That's what we are going to do. And the thing is, we cannot, we cannot stop, uh, we cannot make it without your help because it is a com community driven and we hope that someday it will come, be, come true. And then, why Bonnie Colors? And then he said back, why not? Why not? We can try, even though we stumble and fall, we can always stand up back again, re-strategize and go for it. You have one target there, we just go for it. Don't look at others' perspective or, the, uh, or others' um, maybe criticism that makes you feel to go, uh, go down. Just go for it. There's nothing stand, nothing stand in your way except for like that lah, okay? <laughs> but then, just go for it. Just go for it and see how awesome you can be as a Bornean and the whole community. That's my idea. Question over there. Okay. Uh, my question to, again, the three of you. Uh, two questions, really. The first question, where would you invest $1 million? Second question, where would you invest $1 billion? Well, <laughs> for $1 million, I would invest it in Me60. Um, for $1 billion, <laughs> I could give you my personal account number. <laughs> HSBC is just around the corner. <laughs> We've worked out a deal. No, seriously, if you're going to invest $1 million, would be, I think investing $1 million is a lot more interesting than investing $1 billion. $1 billion, you're sort of limited. If I'm going to invest in one place and I've got to go for one of the larger companies and say I'll buy a billion dollars in Apple stock or you know, one of these up and comings, that's, that's boring. Uh, if I had a, a million dollars, I would start investing hmm. social media. I mean, you can't just say I'm going to invest in social media because it's so prevalent that social media is everywhere now. It's what type of social media, what type of online venture would I go into? I think if you had to go into just any type of field right now and it wasn't social media, I'd say go into something like green energy. Green energy is one of the, the important things uh, there's a lot of research going into it. We're, we're at that point where there's nothing really that important that's come out which is newsworthy, but you have a lot of very, very smart people working on it. There is a company out there which is on, on the verge of a breakthrough, which is going to revolutionize everything. And if I'm from Brunei, where you know, something, a $1 million investment in an alternative energy would be a, a very wise investment to make if it hit big. Simon? For $1 million in the, in the business world, I don't think you can do much thing in there these days. Uh, well, we'll put it back to my own companies, and, and um, I'm working on something big, and uh, actually I was expecting a bit more than $1 million in that. Uh, but, yeah, I would look into, uh, personally for myself, I'm, my next big project is actually on the e-commerce portal for uh, ASEAN. Uh, e-commerce developments in the world has been uh, proven is, is, is a growing trend anywhere in, from US to Asia market. Uh, Asia market's um, biggest e-commerce players, the Japan's and Korea, basically. But uh, the real people that is really moving ahead uh, and um, speeding up a lot is on China and India. 
where the middle class people starting to have their, their financial power to, to spend more, and especially online. Um, I'm, I just came back from China last month uh, for a good period of time, thanks to Infindo. Uh, <laughs> and I, I discovered a lot of channels and uh, opportunities that I can bring direct into uh, the Asian market. And um, that's exactly what I'm going to do next. And one billion dollars, I, I think I'll just collect. Well, I don't think you can you can earn much from interest rate these days, but probably <laughs> put it on Apple or something. I'll be enough with a few million dollars. I don't need that much. Okay, for me, well, in in Sabah we got this program by Sabah Technopreneur Association called Sabah Got Ideas, where they pitch the ideas. And then who wins, got fundings, and then develop their uh, ideas to apala, the to a product or services they want to do it. So we're gonna support with that one million. We're not only gonna support Sabah, but also to the regions in Borneo, because there are so many startup programs in Borneo, such as in Sarawak. They got startup week Sarawak in Unimas, in Sabah. Sabah got ideas. I think here we have the iCenter, which support the startup. So we uh, can focus on startups and nurturing the ideas from maybe from students, from entrepreneurs to get the ideas growing and get in the track to, what they, to where they want to go. That's the idea. Thank you, Tom. We have to stop you now. Um, <laughs> Because we have to make way for Friday prayers. Thank you, Kieran. Thank you, Simon. And of course, to our moderator, Mr. Tom Bonius. Bonius. Bonius, yes. Yeah. Who is also more commonly known as Kupo Tweet on Twitter. Okay. Um, all the questions on pigeonhole will be posted on asiainkforum.com. I hope I got the right link. Yes, okay. Um, thank you all for your attendance. It's, we have to wrap this up now very, very quickly before we get, you know, um, into trouble <laughs> with, you know, the people above. Um, we thank you all for your attendance. We hope that you found the three sessions very, very productive and engaging. However, please don't finish the conversation here. Please continue on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, YouTube. Well, Tumblr, WordPress, Blogger, yes. And for your information, the photos from today's event are all on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Sokmet Brunei. Sokmet BN, sorry. Sokmet BN. Just checking. Okay, thank you very much, guys. Thank you.